Welcome to the Life Giver Podcast. This is your host, Corey Weathers. I'm a clinician, military spouse, and advocate, and my co-host for this season is Sarah Foster, a first responder spouse, mom, and homesteader. Join us for season seven, where we invite you into honest conversation about life, family, and home. So grab that cup of coffee or head out for a walk. It's time to reconnect with what matters most. Through all the storms I'm by your side Through days of warmth I'm by your side Like the stars and the moon in the nighttime sky I'm by your side Welcome to the Life Giver Podcast. This is your host, Corey Weathers, and I have Sarah Foster with me again today. In the last episode, we talked a lot about um, reconnecting with yourself and how that turns into a little bit of like, what do you value um, and do you value yourself? And so I started to use that word a lot in the last episode. And so we knew for this um, episode three that we really wanted to talk about making hard choices because a lot of times, whatever it is that you are aiming towards, whatever that thing is in your life that you're trying to reconnect with, whether it's yourself or reconnect with community or in your marriage or whatever that looks like, um, oftentimes it costs something. Oftentimes um, we have to make really hard choices. And some of you out there might be in a situation right now where you're trying to decide, do I do this or do I do that? And you maybe have that pros and cons list or, or whatever's going on, and it's not an easy choice. And so we wanted to talk about that today because so much of creating margin in your life and making choices that are healthy for you means that it's going to be difficult sometimes. It's not going to be very clear or certain in which direction you should go. So we're going to flesh it out together, Sarah and I. Um, so Sarah, welcome to Life Giver again. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I always want to be silly. Like anytime I, I always hate that beginning part where you're like, yes, hello. Welcome. Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know what else to say. So welcome, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Thank I you. love it. If you are just tuning in for the first time, Sarah is a first responder spouse and I'm a military spouse. Um, we're so glad that you're listening. Um, it's going to be a really fun season of storytelling. And um, the again, the whole goal is to really just simplify some things, circle the wagons, maybe around your family. Um, it's been a really crazy few years. For those of you who are military and have been in for a long time, I mean, it's been, feels like decades, <laughs> decades of difficulty. Um, that's not just for military, obviously. Um, but we all kind of are at a place where we need to circle the wagons and maybe simplify some things. Sarah, I loved what you said in the first episode about um, the French front porch conversations and remembering what we value the most is behind us in our house. And that's kind of what we wanted to do is like, let's talk about home again. Let's talk about family again. Um, maybe like my life, it, you, some of you guys are super busy, you know, and you're having to make some hard choices of what do I cut out of my life that isn't life-giving so that I have room for the things that really bring me joy. Um, so, Sarah, um, thoughts since we um, had the first couple of episodes. Tell me a little bit about what you've been thinking about. I mean, I've I've really enjoyed, especially our conversation about how the um, Inso circle keeps coming up in our conversation. It's like mm -hmm. it's almost like it's creating new meaning as we go along. I mean, I think I've been thinking a lot about the topic today and hard choices and just um, 
but just the concept even today of like, I was thinking, you know, we are inundated with so much stuff that we can't control on a daily basis. Even if you are making some hard choices and you're maybe trying to disconnect a little bit from social media or the news, like the fact is there's so much, at least I know I'm feeling my own life. There's so many things that I'm being bombarded with that I can't control. And I just love, um, and that it feels like I can't change. And then I just kind of love that, that circling back of like, but there are things that I can change and that can impact, um, long game. So like, if I don't like the state of the world, if I don't like the things that I'm seeing, it's actually like, you know, we've been kind of trained, like, you know, get on social media and tell us your opinion about it because <laughs> that's what we need. But it's really like, you know what? I'm going to raise my kids to be this. I'm going to make my marriage be this. And it's, those are things I actually can control. I maybe can't control the necessarily the outcomes, but I can control what I'm doing as far as my home and what I can contribute to that. And that that does have a bigger impact that I think sometimes we lose because we feel so comfortable with our people that we tend to just, they get all the sloppy seconds. And when really they're the ones that we can impact the most profoundly. And I really do believe that that is like the epicenter and that the ripple effect carries out. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just, I just love this series. And I think it's like just a great, I don't want to say break, but just a great like refocus because I think, and we'll talk about this in another episode, but we can't continue being just reactive. Like this is the world that we're living in. And so we have to figure out what does, what does meaning and value and family look like when everything outside of that, that view from the front porch is like on fire, like, you know, like just what are we doing? Like, you know, and so what does that look like to keep going on and to keep going on well and not look back and be like, Oh my gosh, there's 10 years where I just was like flying off the deep end every five seconds. So, yeah. And you know, as we talk about making hard choices, I know everybody listening probably has at least one choice or decision that's in front of them right now. And it feels really difficult to you. And regardless of how small that decision is or how big that decision is, when you're in your own skin, it feels very, very big. So I think, first of all, you know, you did a great job defining terms, defining words. And so I was thinking about like, what is a hard choice? And I think that's subjective. You know, I think all of us, um, when you, when you talk with a friend about like, I'm really having a hard time making this choice, you know, oftentimes it seems like the friend is like, oh, well, you should just do this. Or maybe it's not really that big of a deal, you know, but to you, it's a very, very big deal. So just for example, this whole social media thing has had me tied up in knots. You know, Sarah, like you were just like, I'm done, you know, and I'm sitting here for months trying to figure out what to do. Part of it is because of business. And part of it is how I stay connected with all of you guys out there listening. Um, and I was just really struggling with how much it was taking from my time every day. And I've got the whole world that's telling me that this is how you do it, you know, but it was like, not my thing either. And I ultimately had to decide, you know what, there's, there's actually a decision in the middle. It doesn't have to be, um, 
throw it out completely or embrace it to the fullest that somewhere like, and here's the thing, most of you out there listening could care less and probably don't even follow me on social media, right? But when you're in your own skin, it feels very big. It feels very big. So I think first of all, I think before we go into this, it's just recognizing some of you out there are dealing with some very big decisions, big to you decisions. And so we're hoping that as we kind of break this down, maybe it'll give a little bit of clarity. Maybe we could give you a just a little bit of courage. Maybe you can borrow a little bit of courage from perhaps a couple of stories that Sarah and I can share just to give you the courage to make whatever decision that you want to make. And then like Sarah said, it's the long game, right? So we have to remember that the long game is, is what we're aiming for. And yes, decisions can set us on a new trajectory. Um, but oftentimes some of the decisions are are ones where we might go off on one path and we can always return back to the the path that we were on if we needed to, right? So um so yeah, so we're gonna jump in. Yeah, I think there so there's like almost like two sides to hard choices. There's like the hard choices that maybe you need to make. Like you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. And that feels like a hard choice. But then I also think there's the hard choices that we already have made. And are we gonna stay committed to them? Um, and so both of those things were kind of happening at once. Like, I definitely feel like I was just in a particular season of really being like, you know what, this hard choice of being in law enforcement is not the choice I want to make anymore, (laughs) but it's not just me, which then makes it a hard choice, right? Like a harder choice to stay in. A harder choice. Yeah. Right. And so, um, I kind of was already in that mindset. So my mind was just thinking of like, what do we get to choose and what do we have to endure? And like all these Mm. like deep thoughts. Um, and then I was in a conversation about, and I, this is a conversation that has really, I think amped up even the last few years of, um, what type of schooling, you know, should I do like homeschool really like, well, one, all of us were forced to do it at one point, but then it really kind of just kind of got this like podium. Like those of us that were doing it, were kind of like in the background. And then suddenly we were like thrust forward into like people were interested or they wanted to know, or is this the choice for me? Or, um, you've got people on both sides saying, I desperately need the public school. And then you've got other people being like, I didn't know that this was possible. And I didn't know that this was enjoyable until we kind of all got forced into it. Um, so that was in a conversation about that. And, um, it was a conversation in which there was being, kind of some like, I I don't know if the current choice I've made for schooling is the right one, but I don't want to homeschool. And, you know, I think maybe we all can tend to do this, but I do have belief in my top five, which makes me very often think the way I do things is the correct way. And everyone else probably isn't doing it that (laughs) right right way. The The right right way way. is the belief language yeah. there down to like the way you put toilet paper on the roll. Like there's a right way to do it. And then there's a wrong way to do it because I have these deep held beliefs and reasons behind it. But as I have matured in that, I realize it really is about your family, your situation, your unique situation and what you value, like what we're saying. So it just got me thinking, I'm like, okay, if homeschool isn't the answer, and I'm not necessarily saying that it is, but I just started thinking like, what's the problem? Because there's that restorative. I'm like, what's the problem? <laughs> well, the problem is we're looking for the easy way out. And all of those choices are hard. Like it is hard in different ways. You know, as a homes, I'm how many years am I in now? I think I'm like at six or seven years of homeschooling now. I think. Yeah, somewhere like that. And um, and they have been hard. <laughs> but but it's a choice that I still continue to make. But I think to myself, like I was thinking even of you, you know, your kids being in the public school, you decided to become a sub, like to be involved because isn't the high, the high goal 
no matter what we do is to be involved in our kids' life and to raise them up and to not have a primary voice be a stranger, but to still stay involved. Okay. Well, I have chosen for me that it seems for me, honestly, it seems harder to do the one that you're doing. And I know you've expressed for you, it seems harder to do the one that I'm doing, but it's not easy to become a sub and it's not easy to be the parent and the teacher. Those are hard choices. And I, it just got me thinking like, you know, and we're all inclined to do it. We want the the path of least resistance, but I would argue that oftentimes, like when they, when we are placing something of value on the table, there's a hard choice that is going to come behind it. And there's like a commitment to that hard choice, you know, and not, and not to say that you can't, change, change it up, especially with that example. I, there are plenty of people that homeschool, public school, private school, they've done it all. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you know, I know a lot of families that reevaluate every year. So it's just to say though, that like none of them are easy. Yeah. They all require sacrifice to some degree. And so that's where the hard choices thing just kind of started for me. Well, so well said, and you brought up, um, what do you value? And I'm, and maybe that's my language. Cause I've been using it a lot in my own life in the last year, but whether it's your career, um, parenting is always a huge one. There's so many hard choices. There's so many hard choices in marriage. In fact, I think marriage is kind of a hard choice every day. Um, but really you, you said it so well that really this comes down to what you value. And, and it has been a big, heavy word for me. Um, it did kind of come up when I was whiteboarding with my brother about his business because <laughs> that's what we do in the Weathers household. When people come over, we, we bring them up to the office and we just whiteboard out and try to work on life issues. Like it does not stop around here. It's just our, our thing, I guess. But, um, But I was also learning something in the process, which is why I love this podcast. It's why I love working with couples and and why I love events because I'm learning too by having these conversations and I walk away better. And so when I was whiteboarding this out with him, it it was a classic business question. It was, do I stay doing, and, and I want you to hear this and maybe if it's if you don't have like a business decision to make in your life, maybe apply this to your marriage or apply it to another maybe difficult decision that you're having to make. Um, because I think the questions are the same. And for him, it was, do I continue to work on this business the way that I currently am? And for him, because he didn't have a whole lot of support in the business, he was starting to realize that if I don't, if I stay doing what I'm currently doing, in five years, I'm going to be in the exact same spot that I'm in now. Like I, I wanted this five years ago and I'm still here. So probably if I keep doing the same thing, I'm going to be there still in five years. Um, do I bring in the support, but that costs something, right? That costs money to bring in support, to take your business to the next level, hoping that it will actually create growth. Or he was also looking at, which is usually an option, just selling it completely and being done with it. Mm -hmm. Like he's so tired and how I can't even tell you how many relationship counseling sessions that I'm working with someone where they're trying to change the system within their relationship. And they're like, do I, do I just keep things the same? Do I change something within myself? You know, it's going to cost something. It's going to cost conflict. It's going to cost me courage. It's going to be uncomfortable, right? Hoping that something is going to come from all of this work or do I just quit? And I know that there's more choices than just that. But when we talk about we made the choice to be in the service lifestyle and I, I had a session even yesterday with a couple that are nearing retirement. And the last time I saw them, they were like, 
going to cross that finish line within six months. They were like, you know, we're done. We want to do this, these coaching sessions so that we are, you know, they use the strength finder for how can we cross the finish line well, and then know what we're doing on the other side. And then I met with them yesterday and they're like, we actually just this week made the tough decision to stick it out two and a half more years. We had to talk about that because it's the same. It's costing them something. They were prepared to, in this case, quit, right? Now it's going to cost something. Um, and, and they're really hoping it's going to like pay out in some kind of investment that they're going to be in a better place because of that choice. So all of this to say, wherever you are right now, at least in my mind, and Sarah, if this is, if something different comes up in you, please share in my mind, it's about what you value, like making that hard call. What I had to tell my brother was no matter what you choose, it's probably going to be okay. If he chooses to quit In this case, he was choosing his mental and physical health. That was what he was choosing to value, that I value my mental and physical health over the business. To choose one of the other options means if I stay the same and do nothing, I'm definitely not choosing my physical and mental health. So what I'm saying is my business is more important than me. And when, and I'm not value, like we talked about in a previous episode, I'm abandoning myself for the business, which is why he's in the state that he's in now, you know, to, to bring in support and that's going to cost money. You're choosing to value something else in there too. So to me, it's, it's technically okay. Sometimes whatever you choose, sometimes there's consequences to whatever you choose. But I think the way that we go about it is to start asking ourselves, what do I value, especially in each of those choices? What do I value? So, you know, going back to being the service lifestyle there, we have these days where we just want to quit or it's just hard. This is, you know, is this too much? But to stay in says, I value my spouse. If you're a spouse, right. That I, I value my service spouse's passion for their career and seeing their happiness. And that might cost something in me. How do I value myself? Like we talked about in the last episode, how do I make sure that I be true to valuing myself in the process of also valuing this lifestyle and what it brings for the family in order to find our own mental health and all of it? It's starting to examine what do we value? You and I also had a conversation about, you know, not necessarily about our lives, but just this topic in general, we were trying to look at, you know, Sometimes we do have to do the hard work to value ourselves and our mental health and our physical health and decide if it's something for us to leave, if it's something that it needs to end. And I know that that's a really hard choice. And I know when you and I were talking about it, I was talking about the military, we're trying to cross that 20-year line, you know, and you were saying that you guys have a similar line of retirement. And so there's that, if I, if I do leave early, then it's going to cost us something. No, it's so true. I think it's about, I think that's what makes the decisions hard and recognizing. I think the point of hard decisions is recognizing like, I mean, I guess even still that could be a decision to stay where you're at, but I feel like similarly, that's what it feels like. is like things are costing us. And I think sometimes we think cost just means financially, you know, or especially if we're talking about like career, like in for us, it's not like a contract issue, but it is this like weird Like, so when like 2020 happened, anybody that was close to retirement was bailing and we're like, wait a minute, (laughs) we're like 12 years in like 10, you're like right at that, like midpoint almost tipped over where you're like, 
how, what would that look like to start over? Where, where in the world would I go to start over? And should I just, I made it this far and 10 years went kind of fast, I guess. And, you know, should you just stay in? And so, um, but then getting to a place of like, I just realized one day in the fall, I don't, I don't know when it was, but it was like, we just started getting hammered. Like, here's the other thing I do really great when there's like no call outs and there's like, it's just like status <laughs> quo. And I'm like, you can do this lifestyle. It's all about grit. And then like, it actually starts happening. I'm like, you have to, we have to quit. I can't do this. Like, I, you know, like I'm like punching and, th- you know, kicking and screaming literally in my garage at like 2am, like at the punching bag. And then like, you know, I'm like, I can't do it. And so, but, it, but it, at past the reaction point of them being like, okay, having those conversations, if we're going to continue to do this, what is it costing me? What is it costing us? That's the thing about the marriage too, is like, well, I could walk away, but it's not, it doesn't matter to me that much anyway. Like in the sense of the job doesn't, especially if I lose sight and you've talked about this before, like remind me again, like, tell me the vision, you know, for us being in the service community, I'm like, nobody wants us here. Like, let's, let's roll. Like everyone hates us. Like, get out of here. Like, why are you leaving at 2am when the world hates you? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I want you home. I want you home. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know if that's ever going to change for me. I can, I can tell myself like, Oh, it's such an honor to send you. And it is, but there are times where I am selfish and I'm like, you need to stay here. Like, like, (laughs) I don't talk about other people's bad choices. They're not my responsibility. Like, you know, it's like how I start to feel like I'm, you know, directly affected by this. So we were having a conversation and Kenny's telling me like, Oh, this call out that he was on and they brought the helicopter out. And I could tell like the way that he was talking, it was like, a um, like just like a light bulb went off in my mind that he still really loved it. Like he's talking about like getting like dirt slung in his face and, you know, just being in this terrible situation. And he's, and I could just tell that he loved it. And I thought to myself, Oh my gosh, I'm counting down to retirement. Mm. He is just, I don't want to say living his best life because there is a lot. And I think if we were closer, he, it would definitely be more considerate, but he's still really, there's a piece of him that still really loves it. So if he walks away, what does that look like for him? You know, like what, and, and that, so it's not just my decision and it's not just my happiness or, you know, and so then it's like, that's, that's going to cost us something. Even if, even if he does it more willingly, you know, which was part of a conversation of what do I need to do? And even when I was given that full, like, you know, I, in that moment, I could have said like, you got to quit. I'm done. I thought, well, it's not that simple. Like I've been laughing because it reminds me so much lately of that, the notebook scene where he's like, what do you want? She's like, it's not that simple. Like, and that's not, like, like, I just feel like that's me the whole time. It's not that simple. It's all I of can, us. It's all yeah. of us. You know, the couple that I was working with yesterday and, um, and I don't think this, this is too much information to share. Cause I think most couples have this conversation or have this dynamic that happens is they had made this decision together and they did a great job articulating how they made the decision to stay in um, using a whiteboard (laughs) and their pros and cons list. And I'm like, that's probably a typical like service family or at least a military family when you're whiteboarding out all of your decisions. I highly suggest getting a whole wall somewhere in your house that's a whiteboard. It's fantastic. Um, And so much cleaner than chalkboards. But anyway, I digress. Um, But they were talking through how they made this decision and and i could tell that he, that 
it wasn't number one, it wasn't an easy decision. And number two, they still felt conflicted after they made it. And we kind of just paused there. And I said, let's just process what we're conflicted about. doesn't mean that we're rethinking the decision. It just means we need to kind of talk through what's still there. Because I think sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to make a decision like it's black and white and really easy. And that once we've made it, that we should feel better and it's done. And most hard decisions are, are conflicting decisions. Like it's, that's why it's a hard decision. But we also had to pause because I wanted to process with the wife in that situation who, Sarah, is a lot of what you were just talking about, where she knew it was the right decision to stay in, but you could tell it cost her something, mm-hmm. you know, because for her, it was sacrificing this finish line that she had been counting down for too, right? That this, this moment where you get to supposedly cross a line and feel like you have control. Yeah. And and that making that decision is supposed to be like that first act of having control, right? Like this is the official finish line, you know? And we just kind of had to camp out there for a second and and I said, "What do you need?" Like maybe not like for the next two and a half years, but what do you need right now as you are adapting and adjusting to this new decision? And I loved her answer because her answer was, "I know it's the right decision, but I think I just need a little bit of time to wallow." Like just a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like, I'm not going to build a house there, but I think I need a chance. And what she was saying was, I think I need to grieve that I had pictured something in my mind that's not going to happen yet. And for her, so much of her lifestyle had been um, kind of that hurry up and wait or hope and then wait, not yet. Wait, not yet. Mm-hmm. Wait, not yet. And And just when she was beginning to have a little bit of control, it was another wait, not yet. Yeah. And that frustration is real and it's hard to say out loud because, you know, it's hard to say that, especially to your spouse, because the last thing that you want to do is for them to think that you hate their job and that they're, that you're miserable entirely, but we've got to be able to get comfortable with the fact that we can hold frustration in one hand and in the other hand, um, want to lift up our spouse in this situation, um, or maybe just see the career too also as a blessing. And that sometimes we can hold both of those things at the same time and it not be one or the other. Yeah. That's what I feel like getting older and just being married longer is just in general is showing me. It's like, you know, <clears throat> when you get married, you're like, well, we've decided that we wanted to get married. So there's one choice we made that we agree on and we decide that we want to have kids. So there's another choice. And I knew you were going to be a cop. And so there's another choice and they all seem to kind of sync up. But the more that you get into life and it's like, well, I don't want that many kids or I feel done now, or, um, I don't like your job anymore. (laughs) This isn't fun anymore. Or I didn't really, this is the one that always gets me. And I, I hate it when I see it thrown in like, um, police wife groups, these like poor women get on and they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm struggling so much with this job. And then some like salty girl is there to be like, you do what you signed up for. And I'm like, that happens in military space too. No, you did not like, uh, no, you did not. Because I, you know, honestly, I could say that even for marriage, Mm -hmm. I heard all the things, you know, and you're like, not us, we're never going to own a TV. Like, you know, (laughs) you're going to talk every night, you know, and then you realize like, oh, like, you know, I like, there's some things you're going to work through. 
So, um, so I just feel like it's, it's hard choices and continuing to circle back and maybe make a similar choice, but then also, like you said, I was going to say it, if you didn't say it, I'm like, she needs to grieve. And that's what I've even realized too, is like, listen, you don't get all your dreams. And that doesn't mean you stop dreaming, but it does mean you, you realize that some dreams, they, they're just not, you know, and I feel like that's like super unpopular because there's just kind of this message of like, you can have it all. You can have it all. No, you cannot. No, you can't. And, um, (laughs) Not if you're, no, I, cause I was getting ready to say, well, not if you are in any kind of relationship, but then I'm like, you know what? Even if you were single, you still can't have it all because yeah. I bet you, even if you felt like you had it all, you'd feel like that person was missing from your life or that family, you know, there's, right. it's insatiable. But let's talk about if you do have a decision in front of you, how do you begin to figure out what you value? Well, I think it is like the pros and cons list and like recognizing the costs and the value in the value. So like pros and cons is the best way to put it, but it's like, so, and the, in the example of, you know, can he still wants to be in and he still enjoys it? Okay. Well, that is, can feel like a con to me sometimes, but that actually is a pro because it's filling up for him. Like what would he look like if he was completely not fulfilled in a career? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, a plus, um, for us, even, you know, we started kind of circling of like, okay, should he go back to patrol? Is it call outs? What, what's the problem? Is it call outs? Is it the job? Is it the position in the job? Um, and you know, we kind of walked through, well, okay, no, like, yeah, you're getting called out all the time, but you actually know what you're walking into when you're on patrol. You do not know what you're walking into there. And so I would rather my 2am be sabotaged than the danger element that it feels like with patrol of like, you have no idea, you know, they, the, most of the times they are the reaction, like not the ones that are in the middle of it. Um, so, you know, asking those questions and then, and then also deciding like, okay, so if we say, what will it cost? What's going to still cost like that, that vision that I have of like, I'm ready for your days to just be your days off. Or I can't handle like every weekend, every time, like I can do that for a little bit, but when there's no end in sight, like I'm not coping well, and that's costing me. Does that mean then we have to just get rid of it? Or is there something that I can change to help me be better? So one of the things in ours was, do we need to start scheduling time to actually drive away from this place? Just mm-hmm. so I know, because they're not going to call you away mm-hmm. when you're four hours away. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> financially, can we do that? I don't know. But then again, like talking about that, even like, okay, maybe financially, it is kind of maybe not a wise decision, but what does it, what does that Add money really? You. Yes. Like, that's what I mean. They're just not so black and white or, you know, even with going on a different direction because we're a single income family, there's always the temptation to pick up more overtime, pick up more overtime, pick up. And my, I'm always going, but what does that cost us? Because it costs time with our kids. It costs tiredness and then poor attitudes because everybody's strung out. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? You can take your extra $300 and shove it because I don't want it. Like I'd rather eat ramen noodles and have us all be happy than feel like everybody's falling apart you know, and not that it comes to that, but it's like, so I guess it's really, it's making that list and, and saying, what do you value more? There are times where you're like, nope, like we're redoing the bathroom. We got to value a bunch of Monday overtime, like, you know, or, Uh, or whatever. But then there are other times to be like, pump the brakes on that. We can't keep going with that because now there's more money in the bank, but we're costing like our family. Like when's the last time the boys have seen you? When's the last time we've done anything as a family? 
together, you know? So I don't think either it's like a set it and forget it. It's like a constant, especially in the life that we lead where things are always changing. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're always having to make hard decisions and always having to be like, maybe we value this now, but we won't always kind of thing. I I love what you're saying. And, And so I was kind of like outlining in my head as you were talking. And so I think number one, it's evaluate the situation, right? Evaluate, like when what you described was, you know, it's, it's your restorative going like, well, what's the problems? Let's, let's outline what the problems are and not everybody has restorative, but to evaluate or make a pros and cons list helps you figure out what's the issue, right? What's actually going on. And and a lot of times there's a lot of things happening, right? Mm -hmm. And your experience is different from your spouse's experience. And, and what may not be a problem for you is maybe a problem for the kids, right? And so evaluating first, what is going on in the situation as a whole, right? So in, you know, we're using the career as an example, and hopefully that's hitting home for a lot of you um, in a powerful way, because I, I think that there's a lot of service spouses that listen to this podcast as well. And it's a hard topic to have because I work with so many service spouses who value their family and they value their health and, and they want to go, they want to leave. Um, and they want their, or they just want their life to be different, but maybe they don't want to leave. Right. And it's really hard for, it's a hard choice for them to just get up and go to work every day because they see their family miserable. Right. How do I continue to provide for my family? And that's the good, the best thing that I can offer my family. And yet they're miserable. Like I am actually providing a roof over their head. I'm actually giving them food. And yet they're miserable. Like what else can I do? And at the same time, I might have to go work in a toxic environment or in an environment where I'm not appreciated or, or it may not be going my way or whatever. Right. Um, that's a hard choice to make every day. And so I'm I'm full aware that as we talk about even like this whole career dynamic, um, there are feelings on both sides and, and feelings matter. Your feelings matter. Each of you have something that, that you gain from this lifestyle and you both have something that it costs, right? Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I think it's important in our relationships that we speak to both sides. Like I... I have to work on this more. I'm not doing a great job of it lately, (laughs) but like, I have to remember that if I might hold some of those good things in my head, but if the only thing that's coming out of my mouth is the negative stuff, that's all my spouse is hearing. Right. So I got to remember, remember to make sure I'm saying both sides so that, that he's not leaving the house every day going, Oh my gosh, am I making the biggest mistake ever by trying to provide for my family? right? Especially mm-hmm. if you feel trapped or stuck stuck in it, right? So number one, I think it's evaluate and put it all out kind of metaphorically or realistically on the table. <laughs> on your life-size whiteboard. On your life. <laughs> <laughs> which I, which link, link in the show notes to link the whiteboard. The <laughs> that was Matt's gift to me during deployment was a wall-sized I love it. So, um, first evaluate what's going on. What are the problems? What does everybody feel about it? And then I think you go into what is it that we value the most? And I really do think that this is an important conversation. Um, and you can, you can list out what you value the most, my health, my mental health, the kid's health, the kids seeing, you know, their parent, um, having a career, um, whatever it is, like, what do you value? And, and I would also say values are sometimes harder 
for some than others. Like Sarah has belief in her top five. So it's probably not hard for her to like list out the things that she values, but there are some of you out there that, you know, might feel confused between, um, I value family time versus I value wanting to have, um, you know, a career in my life. And there are just like different degrees of values. You know, you might want to like, feel like you want to swing the pendulum to the other extreme and say, I would value a whole day off where nobody asks anything of me. Right. And so listing out what you value also helps you come up with like a realistic, like what's most important to us in life. And if we are going to make a decision about this, whatever it is, that that decision aligns with our values. Or if it's a really hard choice, kind of going back to what my brother was bringing up, like any of those were going to be hard choices. And whatever, and I just kept saying on repeat, whatever you choose, it will state what you value. Because when you're in the middle of living out that choice, that's what you're going to have to remind yourself again and again. What's the why behind the decision that you made, right? I'm making this choice so I can provide for my family. I'm making this choice so I can provide for my family so that when it gets hard, you can remind yourself, I did make a hard choice because it was so important for me to value that for this reason. And it's also the thing that you can leverage to bring gratitude into your life when you need to right? So it's really just figuring out what's my why. Like evaluate, find what you value, um, talk about and write down what are we valuing in order to make this decision. And then, um, and then it becomes your why, right? On my worst days when I am like my worst self, you know, I'm like, why are we still doing this? It's so hard. We've moved a million times and are the kids going to be okay? And I'm like, pitching a fit because I got adaptability at number 34, right? It doesn't look very pretty. Um, It's those days when Matt leverages his strengths and he's like, we're doing this because number one, it provides for the family. Number two, it's going to support them through college. Number three, it's going to help us have the life we want to in retirement. And four, we did this. We signed up for this because we love people. Remember that? It reminds me of the why and it gives me that whatever I need to get up and go. And, and that becomes the thing I focus on instead of the, you know, which we'll do in another episode, instead of just reacting to the negative thing that just happened in front of me. It is. And it, you know, and we've talked about the restorative thing and that's true. It's like almost like wearing glasses. Like if you're constantly would be like, well, and I hate this and I hate this about this and I hate this about that. And, and, and it might start from a right place. Like, you know, for me, like, my points are valid, you know, but they get to a point where they've colored my perception so much that I do, I forget that, you know, we, um, and it, it doesn't, it works more than just this job. Like even, you know, I can draw uh, homeschooling is the same thing. I have my values as to why we continue to do it. And I have to remind myself after usually I've caught myself being like, this is horrible. Like, like, you know, like this is, I mean, I can't, I can't do it. I don't know. Like, you know, all of these things. And then being like, no, but I'm so thankful that, you know, I see that I, I think when I, um, came to one of your speaking things, my boys were like really upset. They were like, and I was leaving for one night <laughs> and they're like, they're like, what do you mean you're leaving? And I'm like, you know what, what a blessing that you don't know how to miss me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and now we need to work on that. We're not going to just like embrace that. And I'm going to cancel now because you're having a hard time. You're going to have to learn how to miss me. But that speaks to how much time we're together. 
mm-hmm. is that it's not normal for me to be like, bye, like, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what we've chosen. And that's, that's something that I wanted and that Kenny and I both wanted for our family. And so, um, but reminding yourself though, of like, why I valued these things and here's why, and there's that moment right there. And there's that moment right there. Mm-hmm. And it is hard once I feel like that boulder has like started like that or that snowball, like it's just picking up all that. And this sucks. And this sucks. <laughs> and then you're like completely forget, like, but what are the alternatives? Well, I don't want to do that. Well, I don't want to yeah. do that. You know, you do a whole lot more of that on a daily basis. Right. Yeah. Just centering our life. Um, I feel like we kind of need to end today on making sure we cover like a few extremes and a few different kinds of hard choices that might be happening out there, right? Because there are some very real life changing hard choices that some of you might be making out there, you know, and I often, you know, get, get questions from couples or individuals like, should I leave my marriage? That's a hard choice, right? Um, and everybody's situation is unique. Um, you know, and, and there have been times where I have most of the time done everything that I can to help a couple stay together um, and make the hard choice, even through betrayal, through hurt, through whatever has happened, that it you can restore your relationship and wonderful things can come out of the hard choice of staying together. Um you know, I always like to think of of marriage is it's writing a story, it's a narrative, and um, there's so many important parts of that story. Nobody wants to read a story that doesn't have any challenge in it or anybody overcoming anything. The best, the best stories have a story arc, you know, and so. Um, but there's been a few times where I've had to work with someone to help them get out of a very difficult and very toxic and cruel relationship. That's a hard choice. Um, it's a scary choice. And, and again and again, it's, it's going, you know, if it's the right decision and I am using that word, right. You know, if it is, if you have gotten, um, godly wisdom and support, and you've talked to third parties, maybe a few of them, right? And if you are getting a consensus that this is right for you and it is healthy for you, I know it's a scary, hard choice, but trusting to do the right thing um, is very hard and you don't know what's going to happen and if it's going to be okay, um, but it's going to be okay. When we when we make the hard, right choice, um, and again, I know it's hard to figure out that, but I'm saying once you kind of know it's the right choice, it's just having the courage to do something that you have to trust. You have to trust that um, the right people are going to provide for you, that uh, maybe that there's a God that's going to walk with you through it. Um, and that hard choice may not, the path may not be completely illuminated, right? Like you may just have to take one step at a time and trust the process. Um, there are some of you out there that are making um, a good friend of mine was visiting this week and they're moving here and they're having to figure out which school to put their kids in, going back to homeschooling versus public schooling. And if you're doing public schooling, which school, right? And and she didn't say this, but as she was telling me all the schools, at one point, it sounded like she might have to choose one kid or the other, right? Because one school was better for one kid than it was for the other. And like, it's a hard choice, right? Choosing public school or homeschool, that feels like a really hard choice. But Sometimes there are, there are choices that no matter what you choose, it will be okay. Like we will get through it. We will learn something and we'll be better for it. And it's all going to be okay. And I guess the last one, um, and then Sarah, I'm going to let you wrap up for today. 
I think the last one is really about sometimes we make the choice and we realize quickly it's the wrong one. Like we maybe didn't do our research or maybe we thought it was the right choice and we've made a mistake. Um, There's a lot of accidental choices that were the wrong choices with a lot of consequences or unintentional. And um, I just want to say you can come back from that and you can restore and repair relationships from that. And um, so sometimes we make the hard choice to choose to forgive ourselves, choose to pick ourselves up and have courage and work towards healing or work towards something good in our life. And that feels hard too. So maybe there's someone out there that is feeling like, I've destroyed my life. I can't fix it. Um, and that would, or that would be too hard to fix it. And I just want to tell you, like, you can always change the trajectory of your life if you need to. There is always hope. Um, a new day always starts tomorrow, right? So, Sarah, any last thoughts? Yeah, the only thing I would just add to, and and, and the theme that I kind of heard like come up throughout this was just that. I think maybe for a lot of us, there have been things that we're, we, we look back and we're like, Hmm, I've been doing that for five years the same way and nothing's getting better. Um, and it's time to make a hard choice. Like, you know, in the sense of, I I feel like do, I just want to say like, do everything you can, like in the sense of make the hard choice to evaluate it and say, has anything really changed? Has my marriage really gotten better? Have we done anything to try and get it better? Have we, you know, or is this, I just feel like we're, I just love the word evaluate because when I think, and you did a post on this on social media about like the being stagnant Mm -hmm. and like, if we're not evaluating, um, we grow stagnant. And we, we get caught in our own cycles of like, man, we've been doing the same thing. We've been having the same fight for how many years? When are we finally gonna, whatever. And what does that mean? Does it mean I need to figure out how to communicate better? Does it mean, you know, that we need to get a third party involved? Does it mean, you know, that I need to start looking at different schooling options because here we are again, or whatever it must, whatever it may be, but evaluate, there is no like set it and forget it. Uh, and I think, especially if we want to talk about like a gift of these two lifestyles, I think because things are constantly changing and being hurled at us, um, all the more reason why we need to evaluate. Cause I think sometimes we can just get on autopilot because so much is swirling around us that we're just reacting, which is what we're going to talk about. And then we fail to evaluate that's no longer working or oh, we've been doing that like the same way and nothing got better out of that. Mm-hmm. So I would just say like with the hard choices come just that the evaluation begins there first of like hard choices are going to be just that they're going to be hard. Um, but recognizing that there's really no value in just doing the same thing day in and day out and expecting something to magically change. If we want change, it's probably going to be a hard choice, whatever that may be, you know? Well said. Well said. Sarah, thank you for a great discussion. Um, we have a lot of hard choices to make. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so thank you guys so much for listening and joining us. Um, we're having a blast in season seven. We hope you are too. So, um, reply back to the newsletter or send um, an email. We're taking a break from social media just as a reminder, but um, just let us know um, what hard choices are you making and what did you choose? And hopefully um, great things are happening in your life and you're reconnecting with the things that matter most. So thanks, Sarah. Thank you for listening to the Life Giver podcast. 
We keep things pretty simple around here and don't include sponsors so that you can get our focused attention. So please subscribe, leave us a quick review, or share it with other service families you know. If you would like more information or want to connect, you can find out more by going to coreyweathers.com or life-giver.org for tons of content and resources. Don't forget, we are taking a break from social media and encouraging you to create more margin in your life as well.